Hey friends, I'm Beth Davis and welcome to Teachable Tuesday. Every week we discover God's heart in his word and apply it to our lives. And we're doing that today. I'm going to be very real with you this morning. So I hope you're ready for a little honesty. Let's pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit. God, thank you that you're already here because you are always with us. You never leave us. But we turn our attention to you, Lord. We bring everything and everyone that we're concerned with here before your face, Lord. Would you receive all of it and all of us? And help us, Lord, to hear your voice this morning in the word, to be encouraged, and I ask that um, healing and hope would pour forth through the screen this morning and touch every heart who hears it. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Guys, I've been having kind of a tough week, if I'm honest with you, which I always strive to be honest with you. Uh, I've been pretty mad at God. <laughs> Just... In, in total honesty, and this is not a new thing. You know, things come up just like they do in human relationships. And the problem with being mad at God is that, well, he's always right. <laughs> and really the deeper problem for me when I'm mad at God is that he is everything to me. I love him, he's my best friend, uh, I work for him. Like we have a very complex, deep relationship. So when I'm mad at him, put the kink in some things. How about you? <laughs> Have you ever been mad at God? Maybe you're mad right now. Maybe you don't even want to admit that you're mad at God, but it's there. You're still showing up. You're still praying. You're handing things off. You're offering. You're trusting, but you're getting pretty fed up. Have you been there? Or Again, maybe this is where you are right now in prayer. Maybe it's because you're suffering. I don't know if it's physical or mental or emotional, but it's taking a toll. You're tired of being sick. You're, you're tired of struggling against anxiety or depression. Maybe it's that you're waiting and you are just sick and tired of waiting. You've been praying, you've been asking, you've been waiting, you've been trying to be patient. Maybe you're, you're waiting for that baby to get pregnant or, or for that adoption to go through. Maybe you're waiting for a spouse or you're waiting for the Lord to reveal his will in your vocation. I don't know what you're waiting for, but I wonder if maybe the waiting has got you a little bit angry. I get it. Or maybe you're mad because you think God's not listening, that he doesn't answer your prayers, that he doesn't care about this thing that you've been begging him for, hoping for, waiting for, and you feel utterly neglected, or worse, rejected. I want you to get in touch with any kind of anger, disappointment that might be there. And you might be very adept at kind of keeping these things at bay, or under the surface, but today, today, friends, I want to give you permission. 
today I want to invite you to let him have it. Now, by let him have it, I don't mean handing it off, right, full of faith and trust. I actually mean, no, let him have it. I want to give you permission to be angry at God. Let's be honest, you're already mad, so why not be honest about being mad? You're allowed to be mad at God. You're allowed to not understand in your humanity with our limited intelligence and experience. It makes sense that we wouldn't understand the ways of God, the mind of God. So at times you are going to be mad at God. Let's own that. <laughs> let's embrace that and let's let him have it. Let's talk to him about it. Because my concern is that if you're angry at God, if you're feeling uh, hurt and you're in pain, you're disappointed and you're finding that you're getting more and more distrustful in your anger, my concern is that you will either disassociate from that very real hope in your heart, from that deep desire, from that trust, and, and you'll just sort of religiously hand it off, offer it up, right? You're gonna put on a brave face and pretend like it's all okay. Or maybe, You'll do the opposite and you'll lose faith little by little it'll be broken down over time and you find that you stop talking to him you might still be going to mass but you're not sharing your heart anymore because all of the trust and all of the love has eroded i don't want you to stop talking to him and i don't want you to just go through the motions and pretend that you trust him when in your heart you're not sure if you do it's okay if you're not sure that you do. Let's bring everything to the Lord today. Let's let him have it. He gives us permission to do this in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18. I love that it's at the beginning of the book. It's like the Lord is setting the tone. Uh, God says to his prophet Isaiah, come now, let us argue it out. I love that verse. I've clung to that verse over the years, God is giving us permission to be mad and he's inviting us to bring it to him, to argue with him, to let him have it. So if you're mad at God, you're okay today. I'm gonna talk to you through that. I'm gonna talk to myself through that. God is not afraid of our big feelings. He welcomes them. He blesses them. He purifies them. He uses all things for good. And we see evidence of that in 1 Samuel chapter one. Again, this comes right at the beginning of the book, setting the tone, right, for our hearts, for the way that we are to live. You might be familiar with the story of Hannah. Hannah was barren for many years and she longed, she ached to be a mother. Maybe you've heard that story. Maybe you've related to Hannah in that deep heartache for motherhood. Maybe that's what your waiting is about. Well, I want you to look very closely at the story of Hannah. I want you to listen with your heart, fan that uh, hope into flame this morning because God has something beautiful to give you in 1 Samuel chapter one. I wanna study Hannah because she, like us, is heartbroken. She's angry and sad and she doesn't understand, but I wanna study her. I wanna look to her as an example of what to do when we're mad. What do we do with our big feelings? We bring them to the Lord. And, and this morning, I want to ask you in the words of Hannah's husband, why is your heart sad? 
why is your heart sad? I just want you to be honest, uh, to articulate it. Why is your heart sad? I hear the voice of Jesus in the voice of Elkanah in 1 Samuel 1. Why is your heart sad? Am I not more to you than 10 sons? The Lord is saying, am I not enough for you? Tell me why your heart is sad. Let him be enough for you. And that's where we're going to start, okay? That's not, that's not the end point. That's not the end of the story. We don't just have to believe and, and trust and stifle our big feelings, our pain, our suffering, our anger, and our hurt. Instead, I want to look to Hannah after this beautiful invitation, after she acknowledges her pain to her husband Elkanah, what does she do? Verse 9, after they had eaten and drunk at Shiloh, Hannah rose and presented herself before the Lord. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting on the seat beside the doorpost of the temple of the Lord. She was deeply distressed and prayed to the Lord and wept bitterly. I want to pause right there because I think uh, we can find a pattern of what to do, again, with these big feelings, with our anger. Like Hannah, I want to encourage you to present yourself to the Lord, to just keep coming to him, to keep coming to him in prayer, keep showing up in prayer. My prayer all week was just me turning in my heart and saying to the Lord, I'm really mad at you. I'm really mad. I don't want to be mad at you. I know you're right. I trust you, but I'm really mad. And I used more colorful language than that to tell the Lord how mad I was. I would just be driving and say, I'm sad. This situation, this ache in my heart, it's making me very sad. And we're not digging into it, right? I'm not trying to fix it or figure it out. I'm not asking for answers. I'm just presenting myself to the Lord. I'm telling him why my heart is sad and I want you to do the same. I want you every single Sunday that you feel mad, that you feel sad, I want you to present your heart to the Lord on the altar. Every time the gifts are presented in the Mass, I want you to imagine your heart being brought forward and placed on the altar. Again, this isn't kind of a cold or a brave offering it up. No, instead it's just an honest, open, here I am, Lord. I want you to present yourself to him. The worst thing that we can do when we're mad at God and we're already in pain because of our circumstances or uh, our thoughts or our health, the worst thing that we can do is to stop coming to him, to stop talking to him. Don't let the enemy steal your faith in the midst of your suffering. Don't let him discourage you from coming to the Lord and presenting your heart. Just tell him today. You can tell him right now during this Teachable Tuesday. Why is your heart sad? Just present your heart to the Lord. Then, like Hannah, I want you to pour out your heart to him. Right? It starts with just these simple phrases. I'm mad. I'm sad. I don't understand. I want this, I hope that, I want the conversation to flow from that initial presenting your heart to the Lord. Just keep talking to him honestly about everything that happened, all of your thoughts and feelings. The point is you're feeling them already, you're thinking it already. It's happening all the time within you. Well, if you're anything like me, it is. (laughs) So why not turn that into conversation? 
Why not, instead of uh, spinning around in your own thoughts, instead of talking your friend's ear off or your spouse, right? What if instead you poured it all out before the Lord? Tell him everything, everything that happened, everything that you hoped would happen, all the reasons that you're in pain. Pour it all out. And then what happens? Hannah has this encounter with uh, the, the priest. We're actually not going to touch on this, but it is interesting that she's in such distress. She's weeping bitterly. She's pouring herself out before the Lord and her lips are moving. She's just praying silently to the Lord, but she has a lot of emotion here, right? And the, the priest doesn't understand her and he thinks she's drunk and kind of tells her to leave, but but she sticks to it. She says, no, I, I've come and I'm pouring out my soul before the Lord. That's in verse 15. Do not regard your servant as worth a worthless woman, for I've been speaking out of my great anxiety and vexation all this time. Pour yourself out. And then in verse 17, Eli answered, go in peace. Go in peace. The God of Israel, grant the petition you have made to him. So that's the third thing I want to encourage you to do, to go in peace. To believe that when we keep showing up in prayer, when we keep presenting our hearts to the Lord, when we pour ourselves out honestly to God, we can go in peace believing that he's got it, that he's heard us, that he's seen us, that he loves us, that he's working on it. We don't have to try to arrange for it or, or figure it out. No, in, in God's economy, he does the work, right? We just trust him with it. We keep showing up, we pour out our hearts, and then we go in peace. It, it says in the scripture that uh, Hannah went away after that unbelievable uh, prayer session there in the temple and she ate and drank. I want you to go on with your life believing that God has it. And as often as it comes up again, we follow this pattern of Hannah's again. We present ourselves in prayer. We pour ourselves out and we go in peace again. Sometimes we have to be renewed in that. But I want you to work your way through it honestly because honesty always leads to intimacy. No more stifling. <laughs> no more flight. Right? No more running away and giving God the silent treatment. Although, he works with that too. <laughs> he's exceedingly patient, but he's giving us permission today to argue it out, to let him happen, have it. And we do this, we go through this pattern of relating our hearts, not to earn the blessing. We're not trying to get the answer to our prayer, the, the thing that we want or need genuinely. We're not doing it to earn the blessing. We're doing it to align ourselves with the blessing, to align ourselves with the heart of God who is always blessing us, who always sees us, who always provides for us, who always heals for us. When we follow this pattern, when we present ourselves and we pour out our heart and we go in peace, we're remembering who God is. And friends, he always, always, in the words of 1 Samuel, always remembers us. He always remembers you. Your face is before him always. Your heart is within his heart always. His ear is always attuned to the sound of your voice, spoken and unspoken. He's always present to you. 
He's always pouring himself out to you. He's always offering to go with you and to be your peace. So before I close today, it's on my heart to speak to those of you who relate very closely to Hannah in 1 Samuel, who have been aching and praying and crying out to God for a baby, for a family. I want you to look again at the pattern of scripture, not only in the life of Hannah, but St. Elizabeth too. We see this all throughout scripture, this, uh, this image, this reality of barrenness. And yet every time, every time, no matter how long the barrenness exists in scripture, God always brings forth life. Every time, every time he turns an impossibility into a possibility, he takes barrenness and he turns it into blessing. So my friend, if you're suffering with this heavy cross of infertility, this heavy cross of waiting, I want you to know that God favors you. He loves you. He knows your name. He has a good plan for your life. Your prayers do not go unanswered today. The heart of God is present to you always, pouring himself always, extending to you peace today. This is what we see in scripture throughout the whole book, cover to cover, that God takes barrenness and turns it into blessing. There is new life for you. There is new life coming for you in and through Jesus Christ. So if you've been waiting for a baby or, or waiting for your vocation, if you've been suffering and, and you're so tired of being sick, you're so tired of suffering under this label, mental illness, this anxiety, this depression, whatever it is that you've been, you've been um, struggling and suffering, stumbling beneath this heavy cross, understand that crosses do not mean that God doesn't see you, that he doesn't favor you. No, oftentimes it's an invitation into deep love and intimacy with him. He's inviting you into this sacred dance this pattern again and again of pouring out your heart and receiving him pouring out his love in return. And with each surrender, with, with each time that you let him have it, the intimacy deepens, the intimacy increases. You're not alone. And you, my friend, you're favored by God. He's taking care of you and everything that concerns you because he loves you. I wanna leave you with one final thought. Just consider this, pray with this today. If you're waiting, if you're suffering, if you think God doesn't answer your prayers or he's not gonna come through, maybe, maybe he wants to do it for you. Maybe you don't have to try so hard. He just wants to do it for you. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. We bless you, Jesus. We thank you that you're so good, that you're so loving, it's a goodness and a love that we can't possibly understand because it's totally free from selfish motivation or desire. Your love is unconditional. Your goodness is inexhaustible. And so we know, we remember today that we can trust you. And Jesus, we place our trust in you. 
We love you, Lord. Thank you. In your most holy and precious name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, friends. See you next week. Bye.